1: All right. The uh, Moist Line is back tomorrow during the five o'clock hour. You still have some time to leave a message. Use the uh, iHeartRadio app. That's the microphone icon or just to uh, leave a message using the uh, good old uh, Moistline toll free number. 1-877-MOIST-86, one 664 7886 Another disturbing detail that came out that uh, family up in the San Joaquin Valley that was kidnapped by one of their employees. They owned a trucking company. He kidnapped the family at gunpoint, and their bodies were found last night. It included an eight-month-old girl, who, from what we understand now, he didn't actually shoot. He just left her to die, so she died from exposure. Nice. Yeah,
2: we could no, in California, this guy
1: will serve a few years, right?
2: Well, he already went through this. He already kidnapped, uh, and tied up a family. Oh, but he didn't family. kill them. So he didn't kill them, but he only got out in eight. Yeah, he got out in eight years. Yeah.
1: So m- murdering. I'm sure, him, he was uh, rehabilitated. Apparently not. Yeah.
2: It's it's well. This is what you're gonna get. People are gonna die, and nobody cares. Nobody cares if people die because a repeat violent offender is on the loose. You do something so this- as
1: violent as that, you should get life. But yeah, he was out in eight years. So now we took another family, and this time, he said, "I'm not going back to prison, so I'll kill them." But you know, a lot of surveillance video and the fact that he'd done this before, they had a pretty good idea who it was. And I think he's already uh, admitted that he kidnapped the family. So, all right, so we move over to a story from 10 years ago on the John and Ken show when Obama was president. You know, the year was 2012, and uh, the polls were looking somewhat tight between he and Mitt Romney. And one of the things that Obama admitted he could not do was get amnesty for illegal immigrants. He admitted that in a couple of interviews.
2: Activists can't do it. Activists were banging on him to do something. Uh, because when he had complete control of Congress with the Democrats,
1: they... He obsessed it, over Obamacare getting right passed.
2: And they did nothing they about... They kicked the uh, can
1: down the road on, on not, amnesty.
2: Nothing on illegal immigration. No amnesty. No, no
1: nothing. And finally... So now it's 2012, and they're like, if you want our people to vote for you and us to endorse you, you got to do something.
2: So he comes up with this uh, DACA nonsense
1: and... Remember, it was uh, Janet Napolitano's brainchild, I think.
2: All, all the uh, All the young people who were born during a certain period, were allowed to apply for temporary protection and live in this country and get work authorization papers.
1: It stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Basically, it means that if you were brought to America as a young child by your illegal alien parents, you would get this kind of protection if you applied for the program and met other things about, I guess you have to be in school or something like that. Uh, it's 600,000 people. Finally, today, after 10
2: years... A federal court declared it illegal.
1: Now, there was a Texas federal judge who said the same thing in 2021, but that was just one judge. This is a higher court. This is the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. It's, it was a three-judge panel. And they ruled that the Obama administration lacked the authority to create this immigration policy. We told you that then. Obama said that then. Mm-hmm. They just made this up. Well, but it lasted 10 years. In fact, it's not over yet because it's going to get appealed. So, so tell me why we don't have a system where
2: when when a president issues an executive order that by his own admission is illegal, that people on both sides say, yeah, that's illegal. Why isn't there an immediate hearing by a court?
1: Which says that's obviously illegal. Move right. on.
2: Exactly. Right. I mean when the guy who's signing the order said this is illegal and Biden did that too, a couple of times this past year. I mean I mean that well for example the uh, the student loan giveaway that's right that's, that's illegal no good either. and All and right. Biden has admitted it's illegal. But it may take 10 years. And then a judge is, well in this case a judge says, well the people who are here or who got this DACA protection, six hundred thousand, you get to stay. And and you'll see. In ten years they'll declare the student loan give back illegal, but they'll say, well, if you got if you got the loan forgiven, you it'll remain forgiven. We're not gonna come after you for the money. That's what'll happen there.
1: So this is a bad system. So this, the court also ruled they cannot process new applicants for DACA. And they threw this back to a lower court. This is back now, to a Texas federal judge. Does that really matter when they're letting in 2 million people
2: in two years? Uh, no, because they're not deporting anybody so, anyway. Right. So this is all just fussy work for lawyers. All these new people are going to come in. They're going to live here. They're going to work. When Democrats yep. get in charge, they're going to try to give them uh, protection. Or maybe not. They never did it under the Obama years. The Congress didn't.
1: So now the standing stay. for this was Republican-led states sued the federal government over this, saying that they had to foot the bill for the DACA recipients' education and health care. And we told you then, and I think years later, even into 2020, when Trump was president and he was fighting over DACA, that you can't give out a mass amnesty like this. 600,000 people. Well, you have to have Congress vote. That's why we've That's got... the way it works. That's why we have 2 million extra. Coming a couple of the presidents borders. gave small amnesties to, like, Cuban refugees, and they kind of licked the side at that one. But you're going to do something on this larger scale? Remember Obama wanted to expand this to the parents of the mm-hmm. childhood arrivals? Remember yeah. that? And that was going to be millions? Yeah. But, and everyone, he be backed off of that one quickly because everyone much, said, now you're, now, you're, now you're grabbing well, yeah. too much. That's well, overreach.
2: Right. So, you know, they're always calculating how much they can get away, get away with and in what time frame they, they can get away with. He, he he probably thinks it helped uh, you know uh, fire up uh, uh, people who vote on immigration matters and now he's uh, he's what he's years out of the presidency six years out of the presidency and he's worth tens of millions of dollars signing uh, bogus deals with Netflix to produce documentaries that nobody watches <laughs> to write books that nobody reads so it worked out for him you think he gives like five seconds of thought to uh, letting in millions of poor people with that no state can afford to take care of. He doesn't care.
1: So the six hundred thousand that are enrolled in DACA, they won't be touched. They'll, the program will stand for them, but the court is saying we're not going to be. You're not going to. Now I'm looking at another headline: Democrats in the Senate are pressuring Republicans to get an amnesty bill going again in the U.S. Senate. Hey, remember, they did pass one, but it had no chance in the House. Well, it's never going to happen. That's no. not going to
2: happen with this next cycle.
1: No, because the Republicans are taking the House. Right. So. That we know. In fact, when we come back, they're going to do two things. This is, this is another
2: one is stupid issues. They have been debating since George W. Bush was uh, president. I think he came up with this wacky idea in 2004. Yeah, it was like the guest so, worker or
1: something. So it's,
2: it's, it's like 18 years of, of a pointless debate.
1: Now, when the Republicans take the House, and they will in November, and when they're installed in January, They're going to be holding a bunch of hearings. One of them's on Hunter Biden. We'll talk about that a little bit. The other one, though, is a good one. And we'll tell you what that is. It does concern the border, illegal immigration, and all that. As soon as we return with the John and Kent Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, you know, with the elections coming up in November, it's uh, pretty much a given that the Democrats will retake the House of Representatives. It would indeed be a shocker, although, you know, as John likes to say, who trusts the polls? Who knows, right? Maybe there's an um, unknown faction I, for I, Biden and the no, Democrats that will... know. I, I, tr- I, I trust the mood. I, well, the, the, we also the, trust the, the history.
2: Yeah, the, the, the mood. The is- history
1: with the midterms is that the incumbent president, if his approval rating is stinky and the economy is shaky, right. they lose control but of Congress.
2: There's a reason, though, that his approval rating is low. Because he's a screw-up. And the economy is shaky for a reason. A lot of it has to do with stupid policies, from the government and from the federal reserve. So yeah, a lot of inflation you know, right, it, all the money they gets, stuck out there. It get the, the the number you can quantify it in a number and say Biden has got a 40% approval rating or well, the economy is is got these numbers. But there are reasons we can see with our own eyes. And and and, and that's why he he's rating badly and uh, you know again outside of California when a president and a, a ruling party is screwing up they get punished and they should. It's the only thing that keeps us from completely going off the rails and collapsing is that there's there's a check. It's like, you know what? You guys suck. I'm going that way. And that's all California has to California have voters have to do. And things would change radically here. Just go the other way for an election cycle or two.
1: So what's going to happen if the Republicans take the House is we're going to stop having these January 6th hearings. That's going to be gone. Well, That's burned out and played out. Not One of the re- things Sorry. that's going to replace it is hearings to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. In fact, uh, two senators today, Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz, said that uh, because of what's going on at the border, we believe there's grounds to impeach him. And that's what will happen, or at least that the effort that will happen if the Republicans take control of the House. Now, again, it probably works the same way that you get the proceedings in the House. But I guess the Senate actually has to vote on the yeah, pitching official
2: like this it would have to be two-thirds and they're not going to get that so it, it's more theater it's right. more theater to set up the 2024 race but there is a, something really amusing uh last week about mayorkas i'm watching joe biden come to florida and he goes to the fema office right and you see all the dutiful little uh, government dweebs in their cubicles behind biden and they set up a live camera and they had television lights And he was going to address, you know, the state or the nation. They carried it live on cable news. And I was watching. Here's Joe Biden. He's at the FEMA headquarters. And uh, everybody's looking. So it's Joe Biden. You know, all the dweeby little. uh, Some of the government workers wearing these cute little face masks. I, I don't know why. It must be a fashion. And standing next to him is this really short, bald guy. He's got a shiny head. He's wearing, like, a a tight blue suit, and he has a very officious attitude about him. He looks like those uh, prissy hotel uh, butlers that you see in movies. He's standing there. he He looks like Biden's valet. And the camera shot kept him in the picture the whole time. And he had this look plastered on his face, very attentive. And he's just nodding along, not quite smiling. And Biden's going on and on with it, with his drivel, and I'm going, who is that guy? He looks annoying. He looks like a buffoon. He looks like a loser. What what is what is what does he carry Biden's coat? <laughs> Biden finishes his little speech. Next up, oh, it's Mayorkas. He gets introduced and he walks to the microphone, and then they they cut away. But oh. watching him for the duration of Biden's speech was just I don't know two or three minutes. You you saw his character. He's a toady. He's this little kiss ass. It's like whatever, whatever Mr. Biden says, I will do. If Mr. <laughs> Biden says that the border is secure, then I say the border is secure.
1: Oh, he's a, he was in the Obama administration too. He's just a longtime hack. Oh no, he no. He's, As we say, floated to the top of the bowl. Oh yes, he eventually becomes Secretary of DHS. Yes, he's not just a toady; he's a turdy. He's a he's
2: a turdy. Yes, he is. I mean he just looks so. Yes, I'll do whatever you want, sir. Yes,
1: can I shine and he's your shoes? over his head because yeah. uh, this yeah.
2: is—he's he's, so—he's so short. That's uh, pretty easy. Uh, but 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 so they, he should be—he should be impeached because he's a boob. He's a kiss ass. He's—he's he's just a mouthpiece.
1: Well, he just we goes on TV day, and lies every day. It's not just 2.1 million migrants, and we don't have the new number. The fiscal year just ended, so we'll find out soon. But it's also all the fentanyl. That's coming in, oh my God. and people that are ODing on the products laced with fentanyl. So I mean, I, this is another big thing that's under talked about.
2: I read, I got to look it up. I, I don't know if it was New York City, something like that. Two thirds of the overdoses are, are fentanyl now. Two thirds of all the overdoses are fentanyl.
1: You see that New York City story where they, they put it in Lego toys, the fentanyl? Yeah, to try to smuggle it in. There was fifteen thousand
2: of these uh, colored pills. Right and and they look like uh, kids candies, kids vitamins. And 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 so that that's exploding right under our noses. And, and this is really heinous because these these aren't even your usual addicts or suicides. Right. The overdoses, these are a lot of young people who are just trying to get a hit of something else that they think is going to be benign. You get a little bit of a high, a little bit of a buzz. Or like we said the other day, taking Xanax to calm down, taking Adderall to, uh, you know, crash for your exams all night. That's what it is. And they're dying. You know, they take a pill to give them some energy to go out dancing. They're dying. And there's absolute silence because the only way to have it effect is to seal off the border. Period. And they won't do that. Even if it kills tens of thousands of young people, they will not seal the Mexican border. They
1: refuse to. The migrant buses are still happening. Maybe they're not going somewhere as flashy as, you know, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, but uh, a bus from Texas dropped off about 50 migrants outside the residence of Vice President Kamala Harris. This is the Naval Observatory in Washington D.C. After all, she was the border czar. Isn't that one of the first appointments she got yeah, when Biden took office? Was, she was, was supposed to really work on the problem.
2: That was the first failure, the first embarrassment.
1: Yeah, that was the the first large exposure for her as VP, and everyone yeah. realized, boy, what a dud this woman is.
2: Yeah, um, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to
1: dump her. They're gonna have to dump. Even, both even of Bill them. Maher had the audacity to say she should be replaced on the ticket. Oh, Biden yeah, she, needs to, forget about dumping Biden. They need to dump Harris. No, she uh, she should be dumped now. Everybody was a gas. I, I mean, how dare you say that? He's. You know what? He he.
2: They've got to do well if they're smart. But I don't know. These these people seem like they're they've built this suicide machine and they're just gonna crash into the wall and take everybody down with them. You, what 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 what? What you do is you call her in the office and say uh, you're gone. Do you want to resign for family reasons, for personal reasons, or do you want Biden to fire you on national television? Those are your two choices. And then you get somebody credible there. So in case uh, Biden makes the, the, uh, the goodbye in the middle of the night, right, you've, yeah. got a, you've got a real president. And then you also have somebody who might be competitive in 2024. Because Biden's not competitive. He's barely conscious. And, and she's a disaster. So in, in one shot, you pick somebody just solid. Don't pick a nut. Somebody solid where we watch them and say, okay, that's a normal person. I mean, that that's all. I put up a normal person. And then they become president if Biden drifts off or, uh, you know, they're the heir apparent for 2024. M- make it simple.
0: I the
1: uh, <clears throat> news reports concerning her today were that uh, – It just became public that she was involved in a minor car accident on Monday, I guess being driven by the Secret Service. And she was not injured, but the story got weird because the first detail that came out was that the car had some sort of mechanical failure. The vice president's motorcade hit a curb with enough speed to disable one of the car's wheels. And they said in the initial report, it was a mechanical failure. As the cause of the accident, but once agents present at the scene were able to give details to the Secret Service in person, they're saying no, it wasn't an accident. It was an overcorrection by the driver, in a tunnel. So bad,
2: bad driving, and
1: they covered it up. He just drove right up on the curb. I Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, he's just screwed up.
1: Took, yeah, she took wasn't a bad hurt turn or anything. It's kind no. of a kind of an overkill reported story, but it's just weird that they wanted to make it sound like oh. Because because they cover her. Everything gets covered up.
2: That's why. Yeah. Uh, just another example of the official first news story. Oh, outright lie. Look at that.
1: All right. More coming up. John and Ken show KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Oh, us? I'm only Dead. moderately interested in
2: us. Well, we're here, so. Yeah. be interesting
1: the voting guide is is available for you it may be the earliest we've ever posted it people nag us and nag us actually a few people did before it was posted last week uh, even though ballots are not in anybody's hands yet i found that kind of interesting but um it's already there at kfiam640.com but you have to check because we add things to it as we become aware of stuff that we may have overlooked originally uh like this measure a in la county I just added it yesterday That's the one that gives the L.A. County Board of Supervisors the power to remove the sheriff. It's all because they don't like Villanueva. And just in case he gets reelected, they want power to remove him. Shouldn't work that way. He was independently elected by the voters. They should remove him. Right. Recall next time he runs, whatever. So, Ironically,
2: he could get removed in the same election because there's a vote on the sheriff.
1: That is true. And the polls say that could happen, very likely. It's the
2: dictatorial vindictiveness of that L.A. County supervisor's crap. Dictatorial vindictiveness. That's right. Say that fast. I should have put that in
1: the voter guide.
2: That's a great line. Dictatorial vindictiveness. Look, you you know, they're they're, they're a bunch of uh, jackals, that board. (laughs) They are. So I'm not surprised they're going Because he embarrassed them. He always embarrasses them. Because he does the job that they refuse to do because of their wacky, Cult philosophy. So, uh, you know, he cleans up the streets. He get he gets the homeless off the sidewalks, off the boardwalk. That's what the county supervisors should do. That's what the L.A. City Council should do. They don't do it, so they all hate him for showing him up and embarrassing him. It's nothing more than that.
1: We'll talk about uh, one town in Southern California, one city that is doing something about homelessness and encampments. That's coming up after the news at 5 o'clock. Uh, Right now, we're going to spend some time on virtue signaling. One of the things that happened in Sacramento during the uh, height of the uh, pandemic in 2020 and 2021 was all these proposed laws to deal with uh, what they felt was the misinformation over uh, COVID-19. Or, of course, uh, the whole frenzy over who gets vaccinated and who doesn't and whether or not we should make it mandatory and blah, 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 blah. Most of those died because the pandemic died. However, one bill that did make its way to Newsom's desk, and he signed, although his message is he has reservations about it, was an attempt to uh, discipline doctors if they give their patients information about COVID-19 that they know to be false or misleading. And even the writer for the El Segundo Times admits that it is just a virtue-signaling bill because she writes that there's already laws on the books that you can't lie to your patients in direct doctor-patient relationship conversations. You already can't do that. It's already there. So it doesn't really make any sense. I think they just wanted to look like they were doing something because, and this all started with the Trump, and then there was all this stuff about ivermectin, remember that? And Mm -hmm. hydroxychloroquine and blah, 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 blah. So somebody got it in their mind in Sacramento. I forget who's behind this bill. We have to do something about this. The doctors can't be pushing Uh, these these dangerous alternatives on, on patients. There are a
2: lot of people into alternative medicines. And and some of them may not work, and some of them may have bad side effects. But the alternative medicine industry is huge. You walk into those those uh, wacky uh, uh, well, nutrition stores, you know, filled with all the hocus pocus remedies. Deborah probably buys a lot of this stuff, and and that that's all nonsense. All those products are, are fraudulent.
1: Well, the trick here is that they know that the product is false or misleading, but they give their patients. Guidance and information about it. I mean, that, well,
2: that really, I mean, that's unprovable.
1: Well, yeah. First of all, the, what you just described would be people, and they're not necessarily doctors, these stores that you're talking about. They believe in this stuff. It's just different. This sounds like you have to be hey, you yeah, have to be lying to your patients. Pe- people could carry on about
2: hydroxy... hydroxy uh, I can't... S- I've never been able to say this. Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> yes. And I've rebecked them all I want. I remember very clearly, and I wasn't hallucinating, I saw a doctor... On Channel 7 here, I was sitting here watching it on the screen, and he was getting interviewed a local doctor, and he was telling the anchors how some of his patients benefited from it. So, you know, you're going to put him uh, in jail or take away his license because he tried an experimental drug and he thought the patients were improving? Now, maybe he was wrong. Maybe they would have improved anyway, and it was coincidental. But that's not something in the moment. No,
1: the way I read this, if he if he tells his patients to take it and he really believes in it, then he's not lying or misleading. So he could not be punished. Right. Plus, this also it it only applies to it says here to conversations between patients and their doctors. Somebody who goes to a rally and starts screaming about uh, crazy covid stuff, that's free speech. You can't punish them.
2: Well, also, much of the uh, knowledge that people got during the lockdown was not from their doctors anyway. It was from the Internet. That's how hydroxychloroquine and and ivermectin information spread. I saw it on Facebook. There, there were there, <laughs> there were dozens of people in my Facebook friend circle that were writing about this stuff. Some of them took the stuff. Some of them were swearing it works. Uh, again, I think it was just coincidental because you know the the COVID had a had a, a an arc to it, a lifespan, and right. and by t- after you waited, you know, five or six days, and you decided you are going to take something crazy. Yeah, after three or four days, it was probably going to run its course anyway. So they became convinced. I, I had a couple of friends. I heard them talk about it that, that 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 they took it and it worked. I thought that it wasn't legit, but I'm not gonna argue with people. It's like, hey, you took it, you're alive, COVID's gone, fine. You're
1: I even forget, was it supposed to be a treatment for COVID or to ward off COVID? I don't even know. Uh it was a treatment.
2: Both of them were treatments. A treatment. But you yeah. know what? It's just, it's just nobody's business. It's not it's not Newsom's business what goes on in in, in private conversations between uh, doctors and patients, They the doctors prescribe what they call off, uh, drugs for off-label reasons all the time. These are drugs that are traditionally used for a certain purpose, right? But as it happens, it also works for a second purpose. It's not officially approved for the second purpose, but all the doctors know it works. And so they prescribe it off-label. It means you won't see it recommended on label. And that, that that goes on all the time, every day. Hmm. So it 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 I mean, I mean, there's an example here uh where they said uh, you know, at one point they were uh mandating that kids wear cloth masks in the classroom and then it turns out the cloth masks uh had no effect. You you weren't you weren't you weren't stopping anything because the cloth masks were were permeable. The virus could get through it easily. But that, that was the mandate. There, there was so much they didn't know at the time. Fauci said this the other day. He goes, yeah, I know I said stuff which turned out not to be true because I didn't know it at the time.
1: It's the yeah. way it is. We, we, the, we, uh, you know, they said that the hydroxychloroquine, it's an anti-malarial drug that's been debunked as a COVID-19 treatment. Yeah. But but
2: some doctors I mean, it, in the moment were saying no it's working some patients in the right, moment and that could said be coincidence, coincidence
1: like a like a placebo and it, and it right. could be everybody's immune systems are different it because could I be, think at this point if it really did work we'd see more of it oh yeah
2: like, but it could you know you never know it could be like in three percent of people something different works
1: well in this article Dr Monica Gandhi who was on our show she's an infectious disease specialist at uh, UCSF. She made a good point. She says, "Well, information can change. You have to be careful with this." And she cited Paxlovid, and I don't even know this. The FDA's guidelines for emergency use of the drug aren't updated fast enough. The latest research says that it helps senior citizens, but it doesn't do much for people under the age of sixty-five. I had not seen that latest
2: research. No, did you? i seen, no, I do know that. Uh, I know somebody who took it, and it worked for five days, and then yeah, after and then five it days, it stopped. Came back, right? Yeah, it COVID. came back. Yeah. I know two the, people. The that symptoms happened came to. back. Right. Right.
1: That's pretty. Cool. That's what happened to Biden, but he's over right. sixty.
2: Exactly, so. but that wasn't the way they were selling Paxlovid. They sold Paxlovid. Paxlovid. Oh, this is an absolute stop for for, for the COVID. They okay. did. Yeah, they took they it, won. and then five days later, it came back. It's like, hey, what the hell? Am I going to die now? <laughs> I'm telling you, enough with the experts. Enough with the proclamations. They don't know, especially a new disease that they have no history of information on. Right. You know, people's expectations were too high, and and I don't and and everybody everybody in the media, everybody in medicine, everybody in government felt like they had to issue definitive orders, and they were going to decide to ban certain disinformation. And everybody got all rabid about it and 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 self righteous about it. It's like, shut up! Nobody knows. You got it's trial and error. You got to test this out. If somebody thinks it works for them, then what do you
1: care? It's not your business. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, one city government has taken action about the vagrants and the dangers that they can cause. We'll tell you where it is, who it is. Coming up after the news at 5 o'clock. We've also got good stuff next hour uh, concerning um, Kim Kardashian, but it doesn't involve her promoting cryptocurrency. It's yes. another story that she's put her nose in. Remember, she sort of sees herself as like a lawyer in the making. Kind of relates to that. We'll tell you what that story is. What means, a please.
2: plague. She is really a one-woman plague. Well, this yeah. has become she, her cause. She's an investment Death row inmates
1: have become her cause. Yeah, good. <laughs> why does she want to do Not good, them? because she's trying to get them free. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to talk about one where she definitely looks like she's wrong. So, uh, well, What a I'm shock. Somebody, like, somebody with a 65
2: IQ is wrong about a complex legal matter? I can't believe that.
1: Well, You could pick a case where at least there were some doubts. But in this one, it sounds like she picked a bad case. We'll we'll bring you this story in the 5 o'clock hour. uh, Remember, the big story in the last several years uh, involves um, what I've referred to as the dirty gynecologists, one at USC and one at UCLA that supposedly were sexually abusing their patients. Mm. The one at USC was the student clinic. The one at UCLA is uh, a doctor by the name of James Mason Heaps. And the jury is deliberating the case against him. He's on trial for nine counts of sexual battery by fraud, penetration of an unconscious person by fraudulent representation, hmm, along with three counts of sexual exploitation of a patient. It's quite simple. The claim in this case is that under the guise of performing gynecological examinations, uh, Dr. Heaps uh, got his sexual jollies and molested these women yeah that's just, the story
2: just like the USC guy just like Larry Nasser the uh, the Olympics doctor
1: he was there All a this... long time now these alleged crimes because it's only a certain number of cases that they brought criminally happened between 2009 and 2018 but uh, he's been referred to and I'll repeat it again as a rainmaker uh, he has uh, Been with UCLA mostly as a gynecologist oncologist. He also serves cancer patients for nearly 35 years. And at one time, he was reportedly the highest paid physician in the entire UC system, treating 6,000 patients. So it should come as no surprise that there were more than 500 lawsuits after this story went public from former patients who claimed that they were sexually molested by heaps. So So it's true or not true is what this jury is trying to ferret out. Well, of
2: course it's true. Because uh, you think UCLA would would pay uh, $374 million for false claims? Of course not. And then there was uh, another $243 million settlement in February. And then $73 million in federal lawsuits were settled. So, you know, add that up you get uh, about $600 million in settlements. So, of course, he did it. And listen to this defense from his lawyer. I don't know if I'd want this guy. His lawyer is Leonard Levine. Yes, Leonard Levine, right. In his closing argument, Levine says, talking to the jurors, I submit to you, either he did it all or he did none. He's either a doctor out there doing his job or he's a maniacal monster sex fiend out there looking for sex whenever he can. Those are your two choices, in my opinion. That's kind of an odd way to frame the case, isn't it? Not exactly. Well, the evidence shows that he did no such thing. It's like, hey, well, you know, we can go either way on this.
1: Well, he's it- trying to claim that these women sexualized what are ordinary gynecological procedures. They sexualized it. They mm. they decided that this was invasive. I mean, it's possible that some of these women came forward just to know that there's money to be had. Who cares? From all the patients that he saw, he, he he did
2: plenty. If a few extras jumped in uh, to grab some money, so what? I am really suspicious now of guys who spend their career and they've got college gynecological jobs. Now that we've got three huge cases at three enormous entities, USC, UCLA. Uh, yeah, well, the he didn't. Well,
1: he was at UCLA, but, he, but the medical center. He served uh, adults, not 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 so much college students. The the, the USC guy, yes, he was at the student clinic. That one is uh, definitely a guy that was looking for access oh, I, to young I, I, women. I,
2: I, yeah, well, there was plenty of young women, I'm sure.
1: Because there had, were, I heard been. there were lots of heaps of patients that d- said he was wonderful, and they never reported any molestation. But you know, it well, depends on his feelings that day and who he's
2: pretty. I mean, he was
1: interested in is whether or not he committed any kind of. The
2: lawsuits. Uh, the lawsuits uh, came from uh, over six thousand plaintiffs.
1: No, so I know. And if we had John a, Manley on the show from manley stewart Finaldi, I'm sure he could fill in that's the, a the reality pretty, of this.
2: That's a pretty high hit rate, huh? You imagine? Um, 6,000 yeah. 6, of your patients said, hey, I, I got diddled.
1: The tricky part here is, by its nature, if you're a gynecologist, it's going to look sexual. Because that's where mm-hmm. they have to do their work, right? So... It's not like you went to see a doctor, like an orthopedist.
2: Isn't that the perfect cover for a creep?
1: Because, yes.
2: Right. You you know, it's always going to make your victims reluctant to uh,
1: report anything. To report anything. Because they think it might be, well, this is what he has to do.
2: And it's always going to make outsiders say, well, I mean, you know, that is what he's supposed to do there. That's his job. So it's like, wow, tailor-made. What do you know? I can have a job where I can uh, sexually molest people, and uh, everyone's going uh, to doubt whether it's a molestation.
1: And if anybody questions me, I'll just say,
2: that's part of the procedure. You don't yeah. know anything. Exactly. I have a, I have a degree. I am an expert. <laughs> I have a credential. Do you?
1: Well, since I have gone to gynecologists, I can say that I would think that I would know if I was being molested or if I was being checked out properly okay. Well that's a good perspective. I mean you already told us what happened to you at the dentist exactly. office once. Yes. You know? Sure. Can you imagine if, if the dental technicians are, are doing that stuff? Oh I So yeah. you never suspected any gynecologist you saw of anything untoward? No. Never. Okay. No. All right. Well, no, all right. She do not, they she... do they do they
2: put you under in any way for uh, those kind of procedures? Procedures, yeah. Do they
1: I haven't had any kind of those procedures? I just go in for a yearly exam. Yeah, exam. So yeah, yeah, no. So there's been absolutely no reason. You know what?
2: I'd want six staff members in there with me.
1: You? Oh, uh, who's okay. gonna touch you? No. <laughs> what you know about the spectrum, right? Dude, you, you got on the What's floor this? of if, a men's room if, and took a prostate exam. What do you care?
2: Well, I do. Well, you did like, well, I'm yeah, live on I, the radio. That was voluntarily. I don't want to be uh, legally violated. It's a matter of uh, you know uh, he could have taken liberties and you didn't even know. What? Oh, I would have known.
1: Not if you're passed out.
2: <laughs> I'm not doing any of those uh, exams passed out. All
1: right, we got more coming up, Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. There was consent. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.